The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. Every week I keep reminding you and encouraging you to create your ideal business lifestyle and I'm committed to bringing you the experts who can help you do that. Well, today we're talking to someone who has done just that. I'm excited to chat with Stacey Tuchel, founder and host of Top Rated Podcast. She's building her empire, which was formerly Business Rescue Roadmap. Welcome, Stacey. Hi, Shirley. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, and it's a real pleasure. I'm really excited to hear your story and have you share that with our listeners today. Stacey, you're an entrepreneur and business performance strategist, an entrepreneur from a young age. You started your first business in your parents' backyard at the age of 18, and then you went on to turn that company into a seven-figure business. You're the author of Is Your Business Worth Saving? You're an international best-selling author in which you reveal critical questions and get real evaluations to help business owners assess the health and viability of their business, plus providing proven strategies for entrepreneurs to pull themselves out of a rut and help them to launch toward business success. So Stacey, let's start with your first business and how you managed to grow that into a seven-figure business and create your ideal business lifestyle. Yeah, so with that business, people usually are going, well, what kind of business did you start in your parents' backyard? Uh, we, I have a children's performing arts academy. So I started at 18 teaching dance classes in the backyard, um, and that company has now turned into a seven-figure business, two performing arts academies in the Milwaukee area. So yes, we've come a long way. It was just me in the backyard, no other teachers. Um, it, it was just me doing everything, right? And that's how most of us start as solopreneurs. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things have happened since then. That, that was 14 years ago. But for me, one of the things that I realized was I needed to set this up in a way that I would have that freedom and flexibility to be able to have a family and not miss out on my children's events and things that were really important to the family, right? Because a lot of us sacrifice that kind of stuff when we become entrepreneurs. So that was a big deal to me, was really setting it up. I was very intentional on what this business was going to look like. And that has just been my guideline for you know the last decade, is making sure that I'm creating it and this vision of what I want it to look like. Wow. Well, you must have been so advanced for an 18-year-old to be starting a business, but then also to be having a vision for how you wanted it to look and then being intentional about actually doing that. For, for most entrepreneurs, they start their business because they're good at what they do and then eventually learn that they have to become a manager and a business owner if we look at uh, Michael Gerber and the E-Myth. 
Right, and you know, that's so funny that you bring that up. So I 100% agree. I did not, I didn't start this thinking this was going to be a business. I took my passion and just, you know, went for it. So that was me at 18. At age 21, I realized I don't know as much about business as I thought I did. So I went to my first online, or I should, I should say my first live event, and at that event, before I got there, my mentor, that person speaking, told us we had to read the E-Myth. So that was my first business book I ever read. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, my, my boss one time in the franchising organization, he reckoned it was a dangerous book because people can think that they can go and have Mai Tais and sit on the beach in Hawaii and not worry about the, <laughs> the business. But but actually, when, when you look at it, it's, it's a wonderful textbook, I think, for, for people in business. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, it's one of those things where you can go back and read many times because there's going to be something in there that you need to restructure or redo and kind of get back to the basics. Mm -hmm. So uh, like most entrepreneurs, as we said, start out as solopreneurs, then how did you manage to switch from being a solopreneur and start delegating and outsourcing and building a team? Well, that was one of the first things that I had learned at that live event was you can't do this by yourself. You can, but you will run yourself into the ground. You will not have any free time and you'll most likely, you know, burn out. So I had to find somebody to help me run this business. So one employee at a time is what I did. And right now I have about 40 people that work for me. And sometimes that number is overwhelming to people, but I always tell everybody it was just one employee at a time that we've hired, right? As soon as we get one trained and we kind of, you make your money back, meaning they start to generate income for you with what they're doing, you can now reinvest again into your business. So I'm a big believer in taking the money that's coming in and reinvesting it in ways to help with delegation and outsourcing. Mm, okay. And was there a particular strategy that you had for the employees? You mentioned about them generating income. So, um, you know, if we look at the business, we've got um, operations, we've got marketing, and then we've got providing the product or service. So was there a particular strategy that you had? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, a couple different things. So first of all, you can hire an employee and they can actually generate revenue. Or you can hire an employee to do something that you've been doing that's at a lower pay scale than you should be. Meaning, maybe you're doing some kind of office work that you could pay somebody $10 an hour to do. So therefore, you can get that off your plate and generate even more income than what you would have been doing at that $10 per hour rate, which then now pays for that team member. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So, so one of the, the things when I was doing some research uh, for our interview today, and listeners, I'm on location here and the chap out the back is renovating where we're staying. So if you can hear some drilling and some sawing and, and stuff, I apologise for that. I, there's not much I can do about it. <laughs> so No um, problem. And I can barely hear anything, so you're fine. Okay. Well, that's good. All right. So, so Stacey, tell us, what does it mean then to tame your to-do list and then focus on the day's biggest priorities? Well, there's so many things that we could be doing, and a to-do list can just be so overwhelming, right? There's just so many things to look at for the next year that we want to do, the next 90 days, even just for today. So for me, I like to really kind of rein that back in, and I set 90-day goals. And with that, I know this is getting more and more popular, and 
I've been doing this now for a little over a year and I've had just the best, most productive year yet because of how much you can get done in those 90 days when your focus isn't so far out, right? This year vision or five year vision to have something so close in front of you and knowing that you've only got 90 days to do it. So that has really helped having that kind of closer vision, closer view. Mm -hmm. But then from that 90 day goal, is breaking it down into your week. So what can we get done this week to move us closer to those 90 days? And then even more so, what can we do today to get closer to the week's goals? So I kind of reverse engineer what I'm looking to do. And then the best part is because there's a million things you could do, even probably just with one goal, right? There's just so many different things that you're probably writing down going, all of this needs to get done in order for this one goal to actually, you know, create it. Mm -hmm. So with that said, um, I like to do proactive work in the morning, reactive work in the afternoon. And what I mean by that is my proactive work, it's, it's working on three things to really make sure I get through today's goals today to, and to hit this week's goals too. So that's been a big thing for me is just focusing my time on the absolute most important stuff and not all those, those little things that need to get done, but they're not going to move the needle in your business. Okay, so it sounds like you you've had a little bit of a mind shift. You said you were you you've been doing that for the past year. Did you find it difficult to start new habits? Well, I think anytime you change something, it, you know, there's always some struggles, always some challenges. I do love tracking and journaling those changes. So, for instance, I you know, I'm one of those people that to check a box to, or to cross something off a list, I feel this instant sense of, you know, um, my kind of like a reward, right? Uh -huh. And with that, I will, I'll do that when I want to do a change. So if I all of a sudden want to wake up in the morning and do like a 10-minute little yoga routine just to kind of get my body going and wake up and, and be ready for the day, I'll actually track that. So I might make a little spreadsheet or something where I have to actually exit off that it's done for the day. And when I have a spreadsheet like that, it is so much, I think I, I know that I have to write it down and I really, really want that X. Now what's good for me is I'm motivated by that, but you might not be. So you have to figure out what motivates you, what's going to make you actually get up and incorporate this new habit. So it's not about the habit, it's about the why behind the habit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm just making notes there, that, and uh, and I'm sure our listeners are doing that as well. And so, mm -hmm. what what <laughs> I love it. So it's uh it's the why behind what motivates you. And I think it's a really good point when you were saying too about you know what does motivate you, and and also with our brain science now we know that we get a dopamine release if we actually uh, feel like we've achieved something and we tick it off. And so. I don't know about you, but I'm one of these people that if I do something that's actually not on my list, <laughs> I'll go and write it down and then cross it off just to feel good about it. <laughs> right. Like, no, I definitely am getting credit for doing this specific task. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, so it was a matter then of you making that decision and then setting up a system for yourself because you sound like you're a real systems person. And I am, Yes. And, and working out what works for you and then implementing that. Yeah, absolutely. I think systems are the foundation for a successful business, a successful work-life balance. I really believe that systems are what keeps me from not going insane every day because of all of the million things I have to do. 
Okay, well, that's a really good place to have a break now. And let's talk a little bit more about systems and work-life balance when we come back. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Just Todd says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Business Lifestyle. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And welcome back. And we've been talking today with Stacey Tushel, and she is amazing. At 18, she started her first business in her parents' backyard and has intentionally grown that into a seven-figure business. So, Stacey, you have lots of experience and lots of aha moments to share with us today. And just before the break, we were talking about the importance of systems, and then you mentioned that you were able to implement systems to give you work-life balance. So, tell us a little bit more about that. You know, what's your idea of work-life balance, and what sort of systems have you got in place? For me, work-life balance, and I know that's such a controversial term, right? Some people fully believe in it. Some people are going, it's such a myth. It does not exist. Um, And it's, it's a question that I like to ask people on my podcast as well because you get such different answers. But for me, what it means is really just feeling that, that sense of balance, whether I'm, you know, I'm going back and forth because it's not like I'm being a mom and I'm being a business owner at the same time. I really try to separate those two things, which might sound funny, but I'll kind of go in detail here. Uh So for me, when it's time for me to go to work, uh, my big work days are Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. My little ones go to daycare. I am fully engaged while I'm working at home. I do a lot of interviews, recordings, where it has to be quiet. There's no way the kids could be in the house. Um, And then when when I pick them up from daycare, 
I am fully invested in them. So I am not going back on my computer, trying to do things for work. When they're home, I am with them, I am playing with them. I really want to be present no matter what I'm doing. And because I can separate those two things, I'm a better mom when I'm with them, and I'm a better businesswoman when I'm working. And, you know, here's the thing. Both of those things go hand in hand because while I'm working and my kids are off at daycare, I'm still focused on them. They're my why. I'm able to show them what entrepreneurship looks like, what kind of lifestyle we can lead while, while we're, or I should say, while we have it. And I just, I really am constantly thinking about that. So I do think, yes, it goes hand in hand. And you're, you're, you're thinking about work when you're with your kids, but you're also thinking about your kids while you're at work. But for me, it's just really being present in that moment and trying to separate it as best as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I remember one of our clients, he was learning to listen better and he found that when his wife would come home, he was working from home and she would walk in the door and he'd be doing something on the computer and she'd be chatting and he'd sort of half listen and half look at her and then it would take him a lot longer to, to do the mm-hmm. work and to listen to her. And then what he found was that when he, he stopped put the computer down, turned around, sat, gave her his full attention. It didn't take as long. She was happy. He was happy. And I think that's a really important point about being present with people. People can feel when you're not there, right? <laughs> if you think, oh, he thinks I'm he thinks I'm listening or he thinks I'm paying attention, they can tell. They can feel it. Even little kids, they know when you're not paying attention. Yes, yeah, and, and you know, the eyes glazing over probably is a good giveaway as well. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so um, we were talking also about systems, you know, and you were saying how much you love systems. Did you put them in place or did you just arrange for them to be put into place? Because I know a lot of our entrepreneurs, they're really good at what they do but not necessarily system-oriented. That's a good question. So I would say... I've always had a coach. I've had a coach the last probably 11 years already. Mm-hmm. And I think systems were just one of the things that I was definitely coached on. Mm-hmm. And now that it's one of those things, like you said, it's a habit, right? We've started it, and now it's just something we do without even thinking about it. So we created our systems one system at a time in our business. When we created this, created these for the first time, our business was already generating probably multiple, very high six-figure level at that time. So there was a lot of things going on, a lot of people working for us, and we had zero systems written down. We, we were just doing what we remember to do every day, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a very huge undertaking to all of a sudden decide we need to systematize our entire business. And it took us probably a full year to get everything down on paper. And now every year we just tweak. You know, part of our system is that after something happens, for instance, like after we have a big event, after that event is over, and actually not even after, but during the event is happening, we have somebody there taking notes so that I can say, hey, write this down. We should do this next time. Oh, you know what make this even easier? We should do it this way. So we actually write down notes the entire day at the live event. After the event's over, we'll go back and we'll tweak everything so that next time it's even better than it was this time. And people recognize that. Every year I'm hearing, wow, this is just getting so much so much more organized and it's getting smoother and I can't believe how efficient you guys are. And they can feel how organized we are and it's all because of a system. Mm-hmm. 
It reminds me one time I was helping a friend volunteer and we were registering people to go into a sailing boat race and, and I'm a systems person and so I love order and organisation and, and there was nothing there. And so like you, we wrote down all of these suggestions next year, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this and of course we handed them in and we got asked back, it was just a volunteer thing the following year and not mm -hmm. one of those suggestions had been put in place and, and I didn't go back a third time. And so that's mm -hmm. really, really cool that you actually are taking notice, improving and then you're acting on those improvements. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the little tweaks. I mean, everything you're doing, you, there is some level of improvement that could be happening. Mm-hmm. All right, well, many of our listeners are business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders and managers, and many are what we call bricks and mortar businesses, and, and I'm, yours is as well, you know, with your performance academies. What advice do you have then for people who might want to start an online business or include online in their current business, and of course, doing so on a budget? Right. Well, and with that, there are a lot of businesses that are keeping their brick and mortar, but they're also expanding into the online space. There's ways that they can serve others online, or they're adding an additional business, or maybe, you know, going from brick and mortar saying, I'm going to start something new. So online is definitely getting more and more popular. And I think, you know, you mentioned on a budget. I think the reason that people, it's so appealing to people is because it's very inexpensive to start an online business. So I think that's huge. And um, yeah, any advice I would say to get started online, there are so many free or low cost tools online that yes, sometimes you come into the space and you think I want the biggest and best program possible, but you may not need it yet. You might, it might be something you need to grow into. So I would really be watching what you're spending in the online space because things are evolving so quickly. You might buy a product that becomes outdated in the next month or two. You just, you never know what's going to be happening. Um, somebody that I know was selling a Facebook ads course and they said, it's so hard because you're constantly having to make updates. It's not something you can put out there and just all of a sudden, um, you know, keep it evergreen. It has to really be updated. And my point with that is when you go to buy a course like that, be very, very careful that you're not buying something that could be outdated. So. I would just really go and listen to everything free that I could possibly listen to. I would, you know, get free, like audiobooks and free podcasts and free downloads. And I would try, I would try to find somebody that you really resonate with. And then I would invest in one of their products or programs. But I would really make sure that I'm kind of soaking up all that free content first because there's so much out there. And it's a great way to test somebody out before you want to commit, right? And I'm a big believer in you pay, you get what you pay for. So I'm not saying just go out there and take everything for free and never buy anything. Use that as a way to really test out certain products and programs and services and things like that. And also what you've just given us is a, is a fantastic formula if somebody was wanting to actually get into the online space there about putting out some content, having the programs there and letting people test run before they yeah. actually decide to purchase. Absolutely. I think it's a great way to do that. Um, and it's so funny too because when you come in the online space, you might be wondering, well, what would I be selling or how would I be doing this? 
you really look at what you're doing locally, right? What, what do people already come to you for? Maybe you're not selling anything, maybe you're not a business yet, but you have this expertise and you don't even realize it. Um, I had somebody the other day that said to me, I never noticed this, but I think I'm a virtual assistant. I think I'm somebody who can do all of that technical stuff online. I'm already doing it and helping my friends, but I have never thought of that until somebody said, you kind of sound like you're a virtual assistant. So she came into the online space and started virtually helping people create websites and email sequences and all of that stuff. Wow. So sometimes you need somebody else to point out exactly what you're already doing. Oh, my goodness. Yes, definitely. And that's why I think having a coach is so valuable. I've said I've had a coach for already over 11 years, and I feel like, why would I be doing that when there is so much free content? Well, it's great to hear it, but it's great for you to state back what your plans are and have somebody from the outside perspective help you figure out where to go. And it just fast tracks everything. Yeah. And also there's the accountability factor. If you're just doing it yourself, oh, yes. oh, don't feel like it today. Yeah, accountability factor. That's so funny. I just hired somebody on my team that can basically be my boss because I need I need somebody to say, has this happened yet this week? And this is on your calendar. It's coming up in two weeks. We need to get this done. So I've hired somebody to come in and be the operations and they're going to be managing all of the people on my team, but they're also managing me, which is so exciting because every entrepreneur needs to be held accountable. Yes, <laughs> very, very easy to employ people who um, are yes people, uh, but that's not very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, we were talking about the online tools. Um, is there anything that you think are must-have tech tools for people to run their business? Yes, for the online space, you definitely need some sort of email or autoresponder. You need something where you can have people opt in and you can then send them on a journey. So I think that's number one. And, and people always say the money is in the list. So you need to grow your email list. And even if you're thinking, but I have nothing to sell, it doesn't matter. Because when you have something to sell, you will want to be able to blast your email list, right? Uh -huh. So there's a lot of great tools out there that are free, like MailChimp. Um, there's a lot of low-cost ones, too, like ConvertKit. I think ConvertKit's only $29 to get started. So there's a lot of tools out there that are not going to break the bank, right? Mm -hmm. You're able to start this with very, very low cost. Um, another thing that's getting very popular online, and I even do this in my brick and mortar, is get on video. Video is so important, and it really connects you with your customers. So if, if you're in a brick and mortar but you're not there very often and you want people to see you or hear you, Facebook Live is a really, really great tool for that. And it's, it's great for the online space because it connects us with our community. As a podcast host, I don't get to see my customers, right? I, I get to, they get to hear me, but I don't get to see who's on the other side of the mic. Mm -hmm. So I love when Facebook Live is something I can do because now they can actually engage and interact with me and I can see who jumps on live. So I think Facebook Live is a great tool and all you need for something like that is your iPhone or a phone that has a camera, right? Mm -hmm. And then a, a mount that can hold it, right? So that's another thing too. And you can buy a very, very inexpensive amount and a very inexpensive light. Lighting is very, very important in video. Okay, and do you manage to interact with people with the Facebook Live? You know, they, they talk about having the comments and things. I would imagine that that would be quite difficult to or quite challenging to concentrate on what you're saying and look at a, a comment. 
Yeah, so that's a really great point. Yeah, sometimes, and here's the thing, it's live. People feel like they're just sitting in your living room with you. So just like you're having a conversation with a friend, you kind of go off on tangents sometimes, right? You're like, wait, what were we talking about? Where were we? How did we get here? That happens on Facebook Live because you're in the middle of a comment or a thought. You see a comment, and then you kind of transition. You've got those squirrel moments, right? Mm-hmm. But it is really great to be able to finish your thought, and then you can go back to read the comments after you're done speaking. So you can really engage with your customers, and, and when they're commenting through the chat, now you get to talk back with them and say their name, and you know it tells you who's joining live, and you can ask where they're coming from, and it's a really great way to connect on a different level. But yes, 100%, it can be distracting, but you have to think of it as a much more laid-back version of video, right? So YouTube, might you might be there well-prepared, ready to go. No one's interacting with you. And now with Facebook, it's like you're having a conversation with friends. Okay. Well, let's let our listeners have a quick conversation as we have a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about your book, Is Your Business Worth Saving? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? Jess Tonfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, at ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal business lifestyle. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. Well, we've been talking today with founder of podcast, She's Building Her Empire, And we're talking today about whether your business is worth saving and also how to grow it. And, of course, we're talking with Stacey Tushel. Um, Stacey, let's talk about your book, Is Your Business Worth Saving? What was the catalyst for you to write that? 
Yeah, so with the book, and people always say, that's an interesting title. And for some reason, I knew that title was going to resonate with people. And I mean, I had, I had a lot of, it's kind of like when you tell everybody your baby name before you have a baby, and they're like, no, I don't like that. No, I don't think that's going to be good. I really had mixed results with that name. And with for me, why did I pick that? Because I knew there were people out there questioning, do I keep going? Is this even worth it? What will the reward look like at the end of this if I really push through? So it was a big deal for me to write this book and talk to that specific person. And what's what for me, who I really am trying to talk to, and for the most part, you'll agree with me here, but the person that picks up that book, you know that they're hoping the answer is yes, because they're not even going to be searching for a book like that if it's a no, right? They're going to just give up. So the person that it picks it up, I want them so badly to answer yes, and I am there to guide them to make it successful. Um, it's so heartbreaking when you hear of people that have been in business for years and they're still not making money. Maybe they're spending more than they're making and they're going into debt with their business. They're working, um, you know, not, not even close to 40, they're working 50, 60, 70 plus hours a week on a business that's not even making the money. So I really wanted to talk to those people and say, there is, you know, there, like here is the end of the tunnel, the light at the end of the tunnel. This is what you need to read. We will get you there. We break it down in different chapters of things that, are you doing this? We even have a quiz where you can go and answer the quiz and see how close you are. Um, are there things that you could still be doing to make this business work? And everybody that takes the quiz, they're going, oh my goodness, there is so much more that I could be doing to make this successful. So is that what you mean by the, the critical questions to help them assess their health and viability of their business? Yes, absolutely. It's questions that they don't even know to ask themselves or they've never heard of. So we walk through, I think there's over 60 questions. It's a really in-depth quiz. and But it's great because they're all by different topics. So you might be doing really, really great in the marketing department, but you might be failing at the systems department. So when we figure out where the struggles are, now we know where to go in and fix it. And have you ever found anybody go through it and say, you know what, this really isn't fixable? For me, the only people that question it, and I've had one person so far, it's somebody who got into this business not really passionate about the business they got into. And that's the first chapter of the book. Mm -hmm. Basically asking, is this something you love doing? And maybe you don't love it now, but did you ever love it? And that's a big question to ask because you might have loved it in the beginning, but now it's not fun anymore. And that's okay because maybe you're just working on things that you weren't meant to be working on. Maybe those are things we need to start to delegate and get off your plate. And you need to get back to the part that you're actually passionate about. However, the person that I'm thinking of, she got into this space and never had a passion for it. So what is she fighting for? You know, why keep going? So that is the first person that I've ever said, okay, here's what I think we should do. And, and here's, here's what we did. We are creating an exit strategy for her. So I'm helping her build her business up so the numbers do look good. She has something there that she can sell or she can give to somebody. She can walk away and feel proud that she didn't leave a failed business. So we're walk, working through that book going through each of the chapters, getting that business as successful as possible. And I said to her, here's what's going to be like the true test. You know, it's not fun right now, but it's a whole lot more fun when it's successful. 
and you might build a successful business and not want to walk away. And she was okay with that. She said, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but she really is building it with an exit strategy in mind of somebody else taking it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and sometimes that is the case. You know, sometimes we do start those businesses, and I love that you um, – provide that opportunity for people to look at that in it sounds like in a safe environment as well mm-hmm. and I know for myself yeah. I, I started my business 10 years ago in doing systems and then it evolved into working with the people and the possibility and the more I got into that the less passionate I was about me doing the work for the system still totally passionate about people having systems I just don't want to do right. it and so yeah I was able to um, delegate that out and give somebody else the opportunity who actually loves to do that now and, and they go and work with the people in the business and so I think that's an important point for people to pick up on that it's okay if you evolve it's okay if you change yeah absolutely and you will evolve right as you evolve as a person your business will evolve too so there there are times when you know things change and you might not be in the space that you want to be you need to look and say do I want to go back to when I was really happy or is this a time to end this chapter? It's completely okay to be in either of those positions. Mm-hmm. All right, so talking about that then, what can business owners and entrepreneurs do to pull themselves out of a rut and help themselves to launch toward business success? My biggest and best tip to you would be to get out of your comfort zone Do something that you typically wouldn't do. Go meet people you typically wouldn't talk to or meet. Go to a live event. Go somewhere just to get out of your comfort zone because when you do that, you will stretch yourself and you will have ideas coming in that you've never had before. And every time I'm feeling stuck in a rut, because trust me, even though people look at me and think, well, she has this level of success with her businesses, you still get in ruts as you're growing, right? So my business is now 14 years old, and you get in these stages of extreme growth, and then you kind of get comfortable for a little bit. And as you get comfortable, you can get stuck in a rut. And then that's when I'm going, okay, but there's so much more that I could be doing with this. So I start, you know, pushing it, working a little bit harder and harder, and then things get comfortable again because you're, you're kind of taking a rest, taking that break. And then all of a sudden you don't even realize, okay, I'm in that rut again. So it's really just continuing to stretch yourself, push yourself, get out of your comfort zone. Okay, continue to stretch yourself. <laughs> I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I love it. So um, I noticed that you've changed the name of your podcast now from a business rescue roadmap to she's building her empire. So as we were talking about evolving and changing, what was the catalyst for that? Yeah, and that's I love that you're asking this question. So for me, Is Your Business Worth Saving and Business Rescue Roadmap, those were my two brands. And when you're asking those questions, you're talking to people that you know are considering it. And I realize that as much as I love helping people you know, get out of that rut, I also love working with people who are go-getters and they are already doing really well, but they want to know, how do I get to that next level? So maybe they have a six-figure brand or a mid-six-figure brand, but they're still trying to climb to that next level. So for me, I really wanted to start working with those people specifically because I had a really, really broad range before people that I was working with, and I, I wanted to kind of pick the ones that I just... I wake up in the morning and I'm so excited to jump on the phone with them and to create this plan and just to go for it. So with that, 
I realized I really needed to change the brand that I was putting out there to the world. So I went through this rebrand process. It probably took about four months for me to find like the perfect name that I was in love with. And everything just feels so much more right. I'm getting more people that feel more in line with that specific brand and it's just been amazing to transition. And I think that's another really good point to make there, Stacey, too, is that it's okay, again, to to evolve and to change and um, to change your branding, to change your offer, to change your clients. And, you know, it's business does evolve. I know uh, some of my clients that I worked with, they started out in the food transport business, so they they were um, transporting produce, and then they got into furniture, and now they get into doing all sorts of general um, cartage of stuff. And, right. and you know, you can see this. But I think sometimes our entrepreneurs and our business owners hold themselves back. They they may be thinking, oh, I'm not so passionate about it, but hey, it pays the bills. You know, we're employing all of these people, but it is okay to actually evolve and to change. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's only natural. And it's one of those things where, you know, I'm building this, she's building her empire brand. But as your clients evolve, there may be something too that pushes you to evolve even more as well. So it's going to constantly be changing. But at the same time, you may have this brand forever. It, it might be the same name, the same everything, but you might evolve in the way that you deal with things and the way that you handle your clients and put your, you know, put out your name and, and put everything out there in marketing as well. So I think it's just very, very natural to be evolving as you change as a person mm -hmm. and you grow. And is it only she? You know, she's building her empire, so you work with women? Yeah, so I exclusively work with women right now, and it was one of those things where I was really nervous. Do I put that on there? Because I could have just called it building your empire, right? It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be exclusive to women. But again, who was I most passionate about working with? Who did it come the most natural to me to work with? And that was, again, I kept going back to women. And at the time, I had already been working with probably 99% women anyway. So I felt like it just, again, felt in alignment. And I do believe that when you have a Facebook group like I do where it's strictly women, they definitely share things in that group that they might not share if there were men in the group. So it's a different dynamic and I wanted to go there. I wanted this to be exclusively females and um, even though all of the women in the group are, even though all of everybody is a woman, I do have male experts come in to share their expertise because there's something that they absolutely can teach us and I didn't want to say, completely exclude them, right? I wanted to make sure that if it was somebody amazing who I needed to share with my audience, I was able to do that. Mm -hmm. And also another great point there is that when you're very clear about who your audience is and who are uh, the people that you can best serve, then it makes it so much easier to go and market to them and to put your messages out there. And talking of messages, we're going to listen to a couple of our sponsors right now, one of which is Jess Toddfeld. And Jess actually provides a media secrets book that he's written for all of our guests to help you to promote and get more exposure. So I'll be passing that on to you, Stacey. And for our listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to get the media to notice you, your brand, or your business? 
Jess Todfeld says it's easier than you think. He should know. He set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. 112 different radio stations. He can also show you how to get featured on major TV networks and national newspapers. In fact, he's giving away many of his top secrets to listeners of this show. Just go to MediaCheatSheet.com. That's MediaCheatSheet.com to get the free info on creating the media attention you deserve. Shirley Dalton's mission is to inspire, educate, and support you to be, do, have, and feel what you want. That's why she recommends using Mind Movies. Create your very own digital vision board. Take it with you on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. See it, hear it, feel it, have it. Go to ShirleyDalton.com slash go slash Mind Movies. Again, that's ShirleyDalton.com forward slash go forward slash Mind Movies. Get started today. Sign up right now to create your idea. Deal business lifestyle. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. Wow. We, this is absolute gold today. You are learning so much from a successful entrepreneur who has managed to find a way to create her ideal business lifestyle. And so I'm really excited to be talking today with Stacey Tushel. Now, Stacey, we were talking before about how you went from being a solopreneur to having a business now where you employ 40-odd people and you mentioned that you employ them one at a time. How do you keep them accountable? Yeah, that's such a great question, Shirley. So first of all, I think we have to go back again and talk about those systems. Having those systems in place is key, especially when you start to bring on more people. So I think one of the things we, and people always say this to me, like, oh, you're so lucky you have 40 people working for you. But I look at it as, and and that's funny because that's in my brick and mortar business. In my online business, with it being newer, I am strategic about how few employees I actually have. Because I know that as you build a team, there is much more work, there is more managing, there is more holding accountable, more meetings, all of that. So Mm -hmm. I'm really being conscious about how many people we're bringing on specifically. I I like to to be as lean as possible, but at the same time, I want to make sure that I'm not hurting our growth by not hiring somebody as well. Mm -hmm. So it definitely goes back to those systems, Um, but with that said, When you're bringing somebody on specifically, it should be somebody that when you're looking at your to-do list or, you know, whatever you've been working on going, somebody else could be doing this, that's when you need to figure out what type of position you're going to hire. And then that is when, when you hire them, you have these systems in place to hold them accountable. So let's say that you have somebody who's exclusively working for you on social media. There has to be a system for her to follow. 
So she needs to know that you want posts to go out at least three times a day and at specific times. And what should be going out at those specific times? Maybe the one is a podcast episode. The other is um, an opt-in for something for free. Maybe the other is another piece of amazing information you want to share with your people. So whatever it is, she has to have a clear vision of what you want her to do. I mean, that is absolutely step one. Uh Step two is the managing side of it. So step two is all about who is actually checking to make sure what you want done is being done. So a good phrase that they say is inspect what you expect. And I think sometimes we hire people and think just go do it and we let them go. And then a month later we look at their work and go, what are they doing? This is not (laughs) what I asked, right? And we're so frustrated with them. But honestly, it comes back to us. We never told them. We were not crystal clear on what we wanted and we weren't checking up. We weren't managing. We weren't giving them guidance because as somebody is new, you hire somebody new, you want to make sure that you're giving them guidance every week. You know, Now she's following the system on Facebook, but you know, these posts don't really look like our brand, so I would try to incorporate something with these colors or this type of picture. Now next week, it should look better, and you can go back and inspect again what you're expecting. So does that make sense? Mm, I love it. I love that saying, okay. inspect what you expect. Yes. So that's kind of a couple of the early stages with this managing. Now, what I've noticed about myself and what I've noticed about many other entrepreneurs, we are not great managers. We are probably the person that's very creative and gets excited and we're the visionary, which means we don't want to have to manage people and check off things that they've done it, right? Mm-hmm. We don't get that same sense of like same sense of accomplishment that we've achieved this task when it's somebody else's. So like I was saying before, I hired somebody just to be my operations to manage all of my people. And I did that because I have that in my brick and mortar business. I have a general manager underneath me that manages managers and all of those managers manage up to 10 people underneath them. So it's really, really important to have that structure and that system. And that all came from the e-myth, which is crazy because I know that you brought that up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you're so aware and, you know, and I think it's nice for for our listeners there. If you're an entrepreneur, as Stacey was saying, there's a good chance there that you are that creative and visionary. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so hiring somebody who can basically do that managing, because I, I agree with you, the last thing that a lot of the entrepreneurs want to do is to be managing people and inspecting what yes. they're doing. They just want it done yesterday. Right, right. <laughs> and you can have that person be your manager as well and say, you know, let's have a meeting this week. What should I be getting done? And then she can keep up with you as well because sometimes we get so overwhelmed and we procrastinate. By having somebody constantly going, did you get that done? Did you get that done? Is this, can you send that to my inbox? It will hold you accountable. Now, the best, most important part about that person underneath you that's managing, she needs to be so self-sufficient that she doesn't need a manager because we just said you probably aren't a great manager, so you can't even manage the manager, right? You need her to be so good that you know for sure 100% she is going to get everything done that she's supposed to get done. And I fortunately have found two amazing people, one in each business that's doing that for me. So that is definitely a key one of the keys to my success for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting that you were saying before about the jobs that we can delegate out. And and what I've noticed mm-hmm. with a lot of entrepreneurs is that rather than delegate, they abdicate. 
and they yes. just, yeah just give it away and then there is no no accountability nobody to manage no inspection uh, and it's also interesting too I, I what I picked up on there is that the jobs that we're doing that we really shouldn't be doing and and I know I've been complaining a little mm -hmm. bit and I need to uh, follow your advice here and do something about it and and that is some of the administrative roles in doing the radio show I think oh somebody else could be doing this for me and and we actually right. do have systems so yes <laughs> so very good great mm -hmm. Okay, so any last tips and where else can people find you if they want to know more? Yeah, so I would say my last tip for you is just we talked about a little while ago, to not be that smartest person in the room, really go out there, search for information. Now, I know you're listening to the show right now, so you're already doing that, but take it a step further. You know, get this like systematized in your day, figure out when you're going to do this, and not just that, but get surrounded by like-minded people too. So a great place that you can find me would be my Facebook group. Um, it's She's Building Her Empire Club. It takes you right to the group, no opt-in or anything required. And then another thing I have coming up that I would love for you to hear about is my live event. So at the end of April, I will be hosting a live event two days in Milwaukee. She's building her empire live. Two days filled with so much content, so many other guest experts that are going to be there. And um, she's building her empire live.com is the website with all of the information that you can hear about. It is an annual event. People have been begging us to make it maybe twice a year, so we're thinking about it, but something to check out, and it's going to always be a website that you can go to to see when our next event is going to be happening. Fantastic. Well, there's no excuses. There's plenty of content there. There's plenty of support and there is plenty of mentoring that you can go to. Goodness, what an honest and sometimes confronting chat we've had today. Thank you so yeah. much, Stacey, for asking those difficult questions and helping our listeners to evaluate their business and for showing the way for those who might be lost or for those looking to grow and expand. Listeners, Stacey has provided you with a blueprint for evaluating your business. I encourage you to really dig deep and look at your business and make the changes where you might need to because, as always, my mission is to help you reclaim your freedom and for you to create your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll see you here for the next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.